Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pedrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it. Throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have come to an end. The Giants have won the pennant. been a long time we shouldn't have left you without a dope podcast to step to <laughs> what's up brad what is happening you're that picture you let off with you're gonna piss off the the two dodger fans <laughs> hey you know what <laughs> Here, here's what i've learned about dodger fans yes they are more frustrated with their own team because they know how good yeah. their team was than they are with us oh yeah completely that that's what i've learned oh totally yeah i mean when you again because when you look at it uh you know you had it all the way down to the wire just two teams just fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting and then you know you kind of figure one of us was going to get to the braves or the brewers and it was going to be this gigantic letdown and beat up and tired and that's what happened could have been us i mean you know we could have gotten through game five and that could have been us getting our butts handed to us by the Braves. So, so here's a question and you actually posed this to me earlier. There was a a write up in the athletic about whether or not starting pitchers are going to be used as relievers in, in future postseason. And I mean, it may very well happen in the world series. I'm not, I'm not sure, but um, it looked like that's kind of what bit the Dodgers in the butt was just this over usage of, the, the the starting pitchers are relievers because of the fact they didn't have Kershaw. So they really only had three starters uh, and then it was bullpen games. So I, I really, I mean, I, I don't have any sympathy for them at all, but you know, the, the, there, there was going to be a situation with their starting rotation and bullpen throughout this playoffs, no matter what, just because they didn't have any depth. Yeah, and we'll, and uh, we have a segment coming up later where I'll get a little bit more into that part of it, just meaning having to do with the Giants and Dodgers in terms of how they use their um, uh, starters in the postseason. But yeah, I, you know, Ned Yost was uh, interviewed in this article, and I actually had to look it up because I couldn't remember if Ned Yost had retired or not. Yeah, um, you know, famously, uh, we faced him in the 2014 World Series with the Kansas City Royals. He was the manager then. Uh, then he went on and won the uh, 2015 World Series with the Royals against the Mets. Um, he retired, and and he said in the article actually a little bit had to do with uh, the fact that the he learned the game a certain way and as it started to change and get a little more analytical and these types of things, he thought, "Mm, I don't know if it's necessarily for me anymore. So he kind of ducked out a little bit. Um, But yeah, it's a tough thing. Anytime you see a starter come in, you always wonder, is this guy going to be fresh for his next start? Um, You know, especially now, now when growing up, you and I think of um, a starter coming in to pitch in a world series or a playoff game um you know only within like the last 10 years or so we think of it as it's the end you have no other options this is your best option to either move on or win the entire thing yeah um not win game two of a five game series, not right. win game three of a of a seven game series. Um, so it's a little bit different the way they're doing it now. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't see it going that way. I agree with the article that there is not enough. Um, there's, it's such a, a tiny sample size of the way that uh, it, that, starters have been used in the postseason um coming in in relief um you need more analytics you need more um what what is this curveball doing what is his slider doing what is his fastball doing uh in in the fourth inning when he comes in in game three versus the first inning of game one that he started um you know where are the adrenaline levels you know what what about the pregame routine all that good stuff so. what did you think about scherzer's 
um, his, I, I don't even want to call it an excuse because it's, it was legitimately, uh, he said he was overcooked. His arm was yeah. overcooked. And, you know, without him doing what he did, they don't get there. But at the same time, you know, he, you did, it's probably better. I mean, we, okay. So the reason why I bring this up, we saw this in 2002 with Rob Nen, right? Like that dude's arm was hanging off of his shoulder and they turned off the speed gun because he wasn't, you know? (laughs) So we've seen that happen where you just overuse, overuse, overuse. And some people may say, well, maybe if they didn't overuse Nen, then he would have been fresher for the world series. And then you go back and go, well, if you don't overuse Nen, you may not get to the World Series. So that's kind of the chicken and the egg thing. I feel for Scherzer, for Scherzer because you got a lot of Dodger fans who are just like, screw this guy. He let us down. <laughs> and it's just like this guy, you know, you know, pitching is, is so habitual. And uh and, and he gave it all he gave it that that he ended the Giants, you know, even though uh I still don't think that there was a swing there, but he was in there at the end and he was on short days rest and, and finished the game off and you know, so he was like in in one moment you're like, oh, what a warrior, and then like a, a week later you're like, oh, this guy he doesn't have the stones to do it. I don't know. I I, I mean, I, I guess I get it, but uh, uh, you know, Roberts put him in some situations where you know it it caused him to to wear down near the end there. Well, it's uh, I don't. I'm just a you know. 48 year old guy, 48 year old guy sitting in his house talking about baseball. <laughs> um, I, so this is just coming from me from, but from a business perspective, it's protecting the investment. He's 37 years old. He's going to be a free agent. He's going to make bank, but this is the last bank he's going to make. Yeah. And he doesn't want to go into free agency with a, uh, I'm going to have Tommy John, so I'm going to be out next year. And then I'll come back as a 38 slash 39 year old. Yeah. That's not going to happen. So I think a little bit was protecting the investment, but, but also protecting the investment in the way of knowing that, Hey, my arm is not where it's supposed to be. You want me to pitch in the national league championship series. I'm going to blow my arm out because I don't have a, uh, you know, I have a sixth, sixth speed and that's it. I don't have a fifth, fourth, third, second, first. Yeah, this yeah. is it. I'm going out there and I'm throwing. So if I do that, you I may can't not have all of a sudden from... pitch to contact. <laughs> no, no, you can't be a pitcher because why? I mean, that's not what Scherzer does. Don't throw him out there, especially if he's going to do it. I agree with the decision um, from a standpoint of was he going to carry you into, well, he was going to carry you into game seven, maybe. Yeah. And it, um, it wasn't even clear if he was going to be able to to throw game seven. I, that no, no one has, I, I haven't seen anybody ask them about that, but that was the yeah. idea was that he's going to pitch in this game seven. But even, uh, you know, even as they were gearing up to game six, he was just like, I can't. And no. it's only the next day. So, yeah. And I'm kind of curious um, down the line a few years from now, if things come out and he says, you know what? I, I, yeah. I came in and pitched that ninth inning against the giants in game five of the NLDS. Um, I didn't like being used that way, but he was ready. I mean, he told, you know, Roberts before the game, I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready to do yeah. this. But I mean, was that it? Was that, I mean, how many pitches did he throw in that night? I don't know. It was just the one inning, right? Yeah, it was just one inning. So 20 pitches maybe, um, you know, got a free check swing called third strike to get himself out of having to throw more pitches. Yeah. If, but, if, if Turner makes a play, maybe he doesn't throw a few more of those pitches. Yeah, exactly. So I think, you know, it's hard to say. I don't think that that ninth inning of game five in the NLDS was what did it for him. I think leading up to that, he was pitching lights out. He was giving everything he had to try to catch the giants and win the, uh, and win the NL West. And he pitched in the wild card game too. Right. So, I mean, and, and he gave everything he had in the wild card game. So I can't blame the guy. I mean, the situation is what it was. Um, I, I can't honestly say that pitching the ninth inning of uh, of that game five was the, the, the one that did him in. Um, what's interesting, and this is probably not interesting for Dodger fans, but <laughs> Kershaw and Scherzer, both free agents. Mm-hmm. We we know yep. that Kershaw is not Kershaw of yesteryear. No. Um 
but it would be interesting to see if the Giants have any interest in him at all. I thought about that, <clears throat> and we said we're going to talk about this also in a, you know, a couple of weeks once we know. Yeah, yeah. Once, so, once we figure out what, yeah. where things are going, we'll, we'll do a much larger sort of free agency kind of thing. Yeah, to give everybody an idea, though, uh, we don't know really exactly who's going to be a free agent until about five days after the World Series ends. Because um, you have all these players like Buster Posey who has a, 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 an option that the team can pick up. They can do that within those five days. Once those five, day hit, five days hit after that, options that aren't picked up, then you know who's going to be a free agent out there. Um, but yeah, I did, I did think about that. I thought about that today. I pictured him in the, uh, in the black and orange uh, Kershaw, and I thought, mm, I don't know if I like that. I mean, it's, it's like, like the... I'm telling you, it's like Hershizer again. Yeah, it's, a, it's the Hershizer syndrome, although we loved him. I mean, when he came to us, it took a couple of games, and we were like, oh, okay, I accept this. Yeah. This is okay. So, he, he, yeah. he, was, he, was, he was a <laughs> lesser version of the Bulldog, but he was still... Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know who Kershaw's really good pals with is one Brandon Belt, and... I feel like if Brandon Belt doesn't have to face Kershaw again, his average probably goes up about ten points. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> quite possible. And then and then Belt resigns, and we sign Kershaw, and everything's good. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, let's dig into this uh, World Series here for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, so we have the Braves, and we we were talking about the Braves all season long as like the team who is the best team in the East, but they were not playing up to their capabilities. And then all of a sudden, I think it was after like game 111, they finally reached 500 and just took off from there. Yeah. 188 games in the regular season. Uh, but I guess my question is, isn't even in who do you think is going to win? The Astros are uh, on paper the better team, though no uh, McCullers. For the for the whole series, he he's right. out, and that was the that was their number one. So that's a little bit of an advantage to the Braves just right there. Um, who do you want to win this series? And 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 I'll I'll preface this by saying, on the Braves NLDS roster now, I don't think we've seen a World Series roster yet. No, I look for it today. I, I think they don't have to announce it till tomorrow. till tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. one a higher Adrianza. Yes. Is their utility guy. Adam Duvall, who just continues to hit bombs. Will Smith and like 60 game giant, not even 60 games, maybe <laughs> Drew Smiley. Right. So those are former giants on that team. And almost and by proxy, do you count uh Rosario, because dude, didn't he get traded for Pablo? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want, yeah, you can put him in the family. Sure, why not? <laughs> he turned into uh, Will Clark, nineteen eighty nine, in that uh, right. NLCS. Gosh. Um, and yeah. so the, you have those former Giants. So if there's a rooting interest, and and you and you're like, man, I, I used to, I, I, I was, I had stock in Adrianza, yeah. to be like a good player, but on the other side. You have, you know, the cheaters, but you have Dusty Baker at the same time. And if you're a fan of Dusty Baker, it would be nice to see him actually get a World Series. You know, the someone should should find uh, Russ Ortiz's game ball from 2002 and give it back to Dusty. <laughs> Maybe that will be like the thing that reverses whatever that curse that Dusty has. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I'm wondering who who you who are you rooting for? All right, so. <clears throat> Actually, the name of a, uh, a ska band, a good name of a ska band would be Dustiny and the Cheaters, right? <laughs> Wouldn't that be a good ska band name? So, Because, uh, yeah, the Astros really don't have any former Giants except for Dustiny. So when you got Dusty and you got the Cheaters, everybody hates the Astros. Um, so it's hard, but they've got really good, gritty ball players. So that's what makes it kind of tough to hate them and they cheated the Dodgers out of a world series so <laughs> it's also kind of hard to hate them um and the Braves yeah Will Smith Drew Smiley Adam Duvall Adrianza and then uh and then Pablo who who will by default get a ring if they end up winning it um right, right. even though he's not there anymore but so I, I gotta go with the Braves I'm I'm a Braves fan this week uh, this week and a half, whatever it is. Uh, as you know, our good friend Harveen Castillo, 
Uh, he listens to the show on occasion, and uh, he's been in all of our fantasy leagues for years. Mm-hmm. I've been friends with him since my freshman year of high school. Um, and that was 1987-88. So I got to see his pain in the 91 World Series against the Twins. Um, got to see his joy when they finally won it. Uh, what year was that when they finally won it? Was it 96? I want to say it was 96 when they finally got their, their, or did they even get it? I mean, it, that whole 90s stuff is so clouded by the Yankees. You feel like the Yankees won the World Series every single year in the 90s. Um, but I want to say it was 96 Braves and the Yankees um, because I think Fife Dog told us that too in, um, in, in one of me... his lyrics. <laughs> Uh, Coming with more hits than the Braves and the Yankees. They, they, they beat the Indians, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. That was when Jose Mesa uh, didn't. Somebody, somebody on the Indians claimed that Jose Mesa had dead eyes during that uh, <laughs> that final when he blew the save and lost the World Series. So that's right. At '96, the the Braves lost to the Yankees. Yes. Um, coming with more hits than the Braves and the Yankees. Yes. Um, so, anyways, I'm a Braves fan this week for my friend Harveen. Um, and all the former giants. I mean, yeah, Drew Smiley, eh. Adam yeah. Duvall, we loved him. You know, we, he, we were frustrated with him, but we loved him. Yeah. Will Smith, um, you know, there was, a, there, there was a little belt versus Duvall thing for a little while too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go Braves. Let's go Bravos. I love Dusty. I, I hope he gets his ring. Just maybe not this year. So on our, uh, on our Twitter page, we did a poll. Mm-hmm. And it was 65% to 35% Braves over Astros. I am rooting for Dusty. I, I really don't care who wins. Yeah. But I think it'd be a nice thing for Dusty to to to, to get that, you know, that thing that's been elusive. Because, you know, how old is Dusty? He's like one of the oldest managers in baseball, right? He is. And he was, uh, I think somebody tweeted out this morning that Dusty was listening to Tupac and... Slim Thug. <laughs> Slim Thug's from, I had to look it up. He's from Houston. So that makes sense. Um, I think he was part of that whole, um, oh, that whole rap scene in the like late 90s, early 2000s. Slim Thug and uh can't remember the other. Paul Wall, all that. Oh, stuff. <laughs> yeah, good, old, Wall. good old Paul, Paul Wall, Wall with his grill. He, I, apparently he's, he's making bank off of that grill company right now. Wow. So I think he just like finally quit rapping and he's like, I'm just concentrating on the grills. Uh, but listening to Tupac is Bay area, a little bit of Bay area roots when he, you know, got into San Francisco and everything. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I would still like it. So either way, really, you know, I, I don't really care. Um, but one way Harveen wins the other way, Dusty wins and we all win. So there you go. Yeah. All right. And, you know, I, I, not that we're petty or anything, but I just want to show this, this one as well. <laughs> for the, for, for the, for the, for the podcast listeners, we led the show with a photo of uh, the Dodgers logo with the crying Jordan as the baseball. And this one that Brad's cracking up at is uh, the, the Dave Chappelle show um sketch where uh he's got he's got like the cocaine on his lips and stuff and he's scratching and he's like got any more of that whatever and then so this one says got any more of them 60 game seasons for the Dodgers <laughs> I still I think I bought the Chappelle show um you know the unrated unedited uh DVD set for seven bucks back in the day. I don't even think I've taken the wrapping off of it because they're on like Netflix and everywhere yeah. else. So. Well one of Chappelle's uh he did a stand up and he was like, um, and I'm not talking about the one where he's kind of in hot water about this was, uh, this oh, was okay. earlier this year where he was saying, if you support me, like don't support comedy central because they don't, they aren't paying me for any of that stuff. <laughs> he's like, so don't even buy it. Like, don't watch it. That's how you can support me. So he's, yeah, he's not happy with those guys. That's crazy. Um, all right. So enough about the national baseball scene. Let's talk about the giants. The last time that we recorded was after game five. We were, yeah. what, a, what a courageous thing for us to do after <laughs> the heartache. And so much so that you were not feeling well that night. You had a headache. No. You were a little nauseous just from the headache uh, and everything. And you still stuck it out. Yeah, recorded. I had, 
I'd never had a migraine before in my life. And about the seventh inning, and we did a lot of travel the week before. I didn't sleep much. Yeah. I was running on fumes. And right in there started this headache right around the seventh inning. Uh, we were down one nothing. And uh, I like to think it had nothing to do with the game, which I don't think it did. And then all of a sudden, it just got worse and worse and worse. And the head was like in a vice. I was sweating, nauseous. Mm. It was a really weird experience. Never had a a migraine before. And that's what my wife told me I had. So I was like, Ooh, okay. I don't like this. <laughs> so I just want to say, I feel for everybody out there who has ever had a migraine. That was my first, that was the most awful experience in my life. I can't even imagine what people get them regularly go through. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was the last time we chatted. We took a little bit of time away. Um, you know, we did not record last Monday. We took a break. We're back. We, refresh we got some rest how do you feel now you know with that the end of that series in the rear view are you whole again like <laughs> are you still frustrated like what's the deal oh you're gonna do this to me you're gonna bring <laughs> me back uh you know what i i was over and it took me two days um yeah. the next day i was like oh Still can't believe it's over. Still can't believe we're not moving on. Still can't believe we're not going to get our revenge against Atlanta for taking the season series against us. Um, I wanted that so badly. I wanted to see uh, Logan Webb get some more big games because, I mean, he pitched fantastic in game five. Amazing. Yeah, so I wanted to see him kind of continue that on. And it was a little bit of that worry the next day, like, how do we keep the band together? You know, this wasn't that season. This wasn't that season where it was like, okay, we put all these guys together to win 107 games, go out there and do it and win the World Series. That's not what this team was. This team was a 500 club that was going to have some trade chips uh, around the trade deadline and get some more pieces in return and keep building the roster. So when that was over, I thought, whoa, no. Uh, so where do we go from here? But yeah, it took me. And then the next day I thought, okay, yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. On to football season. Um, need a little bit of a break. And then today started preparing for the show and it all of a sudden hit me and I go, I'm ready for next year. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for spring training. Let's, I, I started getting really, really excited this morning. I was like, oh, let's do this. Let's uh, bring on 2022 World Series. Who cares? Let's, uh, let's get the Giants going. So, yeah, it only took me about 48 hours. Yeah, that was a rough, that was a rough feeling that evening uh, when it happened, when we got off yeah. the air. Uh, the next day was a little rough, but. You know what happens is for me, because I'm such a basketball fan, right? I immediately was able to turn it off and go, okay, now it's basketball season. The Warriors are, you know, they're playing really well so far. So that was easy. Um, the 49ers, you know, not as easy uh, to, to kind of be excited. About <laughs> yeah. They're having a rough time, but you, but, you, you have a lot to be excited for with your Rams. Well, well yeah. And the, and the, and the Rams and Niners, I believe they play on Monday night, not this coming Monday, but the, well, I think it's like the 15th. Okay. Um, we play on a Monday night, so we'll end up probably recording on Tuesday night because we're, or early because we're going to want to watch that. Game. Sure. Sure. For sure. Um, but you guys have our number. So I don't, I'm, I'm worried about that game already. It's a couple of weeks away and I'm already worried about that game. Yeah. They, yeah. they were, they were able to do they They were able to scheme against golf pretty well. And that, but now the game's changed and now Cooper cup has become the, the white version of Jerry rice. So, <laughs> you uh, know, I, I saw a great name for him yesterday on Twitter is making the rounds in, in Rams Twitter, you know, uh, Stafford had Megatron yeah. in, uh, um, Calvin Johnson. Yes. Well, Cooper Cup's nickname is Vanillatron. <laughs> so, so that's good. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, and I started, I actually started thinking because I love this time of year, Halloween, great time yeah. of year. Yeah. So I started kind of switching into horror movies. I love the classics. So I went to the, the old Hammer, uh, Dracula, and Frankenstein movies from the uh, late 60s, early 70s. So I've been watching those in the morning. They're so bad. The blood looks like paint. It's, <laughs> it's awful, but they're fun. They're a lot of fun. So I kind of got my mind off of it with some of that stuff as well so yeah <laughs> all right so what are we going to do during this off season so it is october mm -hmm. and we have all of november all of december all of january 
And then by the end of February, baseball comes back with, uh, you know, pitchers and catchers and spring training and all that stuff. So we have, you know, three and a half, four months of trying to figure out what to talk about on this podcast. And so, you know, we will still try and do it weekly. We may miss a week here or there just because of life. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out some things to talk about. I have already reached out to a couple of guys who do a podcast called Giant Cocktails. And right. they kind of do what we do, but it's over, they, they do uh, audio only. They don't do the video mm. thing. So I'm trying to talk them into coming on video with us so we could all raise our glasses and chit-chat. Um, and so I think they're into it. We've talked about, nice. you and I, on the side have talked to, about, you know, bringing on some other folks. I want to bring on Peter Allen again. Because uh, he sat with me while you were on vacation, so we'll bring yeah. on Peter. So we're going to figure out stuff to do. Shows maybe a little lighter, maybe a little shorter, depending on what the topics are. But because I think the Giants are going to be big-time players in free agency this year, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about once this baseball season is completely over, once the World Series is done, you know, late late. 2021 early 2022 i think there's gonna be a lot of stuff to talk about so we'll we'll have enough to talk about it's just you know we may not do 75 minute shows we may do 45 minute shows uh yeah. during the off season so just wanted folks to know that we were we are not shutting down in any way though we're, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna come back and and find the time to do this and because plus i get to talk to brad like that's yeah that's the main reason to do this who doesn't want to <laughs> <laughs> well and the fun thing too is once it starts ramping up and free agency opens and the trade season opens that's where it actually gets kind of fun because then we <laughs> I, I swear it's like five minutes before we go on air we sign somebody but then we get to do deep dives into these guys which is really fun we get to look at their numbers and mm-hmm. what they did last year um pull up some highlight now that we're doing video too we can actually like pull up some highlight vids of these guys from the previous year and and some fun things so so whenever we get a new player in the off season it's kind of fun to to jump into that uh, you know the background on that player and the stats and stuff and say well how do they fit into this team coming in we get to you know our imaginary lineups and everything else so it, it gets really fun during that part for me at least yeah for sure and and look the giants just by them having this fantastic season and you know at the end of this show we're gonna um we're gonna talk about a few interesting stats that uh grant brisby posted uh in an article over the weekend and uh, just some some nice little factoids that i that i really appreciate he's really good at doing that yeah there's some um, weird really weird ones man. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> totally um so before we get to my next question to brad which is um you know, I'll pose this just so people know where we're going. When we go back to game five and that entire series with the Dodgers, my thought was, okay, what was missing in those moments for them? What did they need more of? Because like I said, they're going to have a lot of money. They're going to be able to patch up holes. And I'm interested in Brad, because I have my, I have two things that I, that I thought were missing from those games that they could have used to beat the Dodgers. Um, and so I'm interested to hear what Brad thinks. But before that, we got, you know, we got to talk about the the uh the thing that we're, you know, what, what are we drinking here? You see my yeah. mug. This is yeah, a coffee like... mug. The reason why I have a coffee mug <laughs> That's awesome. is because I don't have one of those tins that oh, you yeah. put uh 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 Moscow mule in. Now, this isn't a Moscow mule, it's a Kentucky mule because I like the bourbon better. Yeah. Um, but this is because of what you turned me on to, which is the Zevia. They have mixers and they have a ginger beer mixer. And I saw it at Sprouts and I was like, oh, I'm going to try this. And so I've mixed myself a nice Kentucky mule with the diet ginger beer or whatever, you know, whatever they call it. Yeah. And it is amazing. Like, Ooh. fan, like absolutely 100% fantastic. <laughs> you, th- you basically. Now, what they call for, they call for a little bit more alcohol. I dialed back the alcohol a little bit because I'm like, I don't, this is Monday, man. I'm not. <laughs> I, I usually double it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, it was like here, here's your your mixer. It's a little can. You know, you throw it over the ice, and you're supposed to put like three shots of bourbon in. I'm like, oh well, maybe not then. <laughs> yeah, like, n- n- like not even on a night where I have nothing to do. Like that's right. too much. So I, I, you know, I have like one and a half, and then. 
you have the, you have the the mixer and you have the ice and then you shoot some lemon juice on top. It's amazing. Hmm. I'm going to have to try that sometime because we do have that ginger beer mixer. I don't know what, Oh, uh, you know, that's why, because uh, Denise actually makes the Moscow mules herself. Sure. So, so she makes the, she loves the, anytime we go somewhere, uh, that's what she orders. Yeah. Um, and there, I think when, when we went to the brewery here, when you guys were up this summer, isn't, I think that's what she ordered. Is that what she got? Yeah. She likes the mules pretty much anywhere we go. She'll try them. Yeah. Um, but I got to try that. I got to try a Kentucky mule for, for kicks, but I went with a local, <clears throat> even though they're out of uh, Henderson slash Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, still a local in terms of state, uh, the atomic duck IPA. Um, this is by Abel Baker brewing company, kind of a new one on the scene here for us. First time we've gotten them up here. Uh, but the, the, uh, as everybody knows, there was a lot of atomic testing done out in the deserts in Nevada. Uh, but the legend has it that there was a duck that survived an atomic test. In one of the videos, I think you can see a bird flying away. Oh, they wow. just say it's a duck. So <laughs> they went ahead and named their, their IPA, the atomic duck IPA. So it's really good to kind of straw colored, not, not heavy, not a heavy IPA. I like the heavier, bigger IPAs. It's got a little bite to it. Pretty juicy. Good stuff. So the reason for keeping it in the can versus pouring it in a glass. Yeah. Wh well, I, wh where do you go with that? So it depends. I mean, I love it. I love the cans because they're less cumbersome than the bottles. They're easier to uh, recycle. Um, this year, Sierra Nevada Celebration, um, Fresh Hop IPA, which comes out every Christmas time, has always been in bottles. This is the first time it's going to be in cans. And actually, it's only in cans. You can't get it in anything else. Um, but when I'm at home, I'll pop the can and then I'll, you know, and then I'll pour it in, into the glass. Um, but if I'm out barbecuing and it's cold and whatever, I'll throw it in a slip, you know, in, a, in like a koozie and just drink it out of the can. Um, but the whole thing with IPAs, especially in most beers, is when you pour it into the glass, mm -hmm. then your nose goes into the glass. So you're actually getting a good hop whiff as you're drinking it. So you're getting kind of twofold. Now, when you're drinking it out of the can, you're only getting there. Your right, nose is right. up here. You're not right. getting smells of the IPA. You're not getting smells of the hops. So that's the big difference. If you're going to drink really good beer, please, please, please pour it in a glass. That's all I ask. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about this. When you watch that series, when you think about that series, when you mm -hmm. play game four and five in your head all over again, what were the Giants missing to beat the Dodgers? What I think, I think it's one thing. <clears throat> I think the Giants could have hung with them offensively. I think things just shut down. You're probably going to have a better offensive perspective than I will on this. Um, I went with pitching. Mm -hmm. And if the Giants had the Dodgers bullpen and Gabe Kapler had the Dodgers bullpen to manage, they would have swept the Dodgers in three games. There, it, there's no doubt in my mind whatsoever. He would have not if, even had to use relievers had they gone four and five games. I think he did a great job of managing. I think the Giants needed not now. Let, that's not to say the Giants don't have a great bullpen. They have a great bullpen. They have a like good, a historically great bullpen for the, for their exactly. Their, but but I think when it comes down to it, I think it's experienced bullpen arms, the Kenley Jansons, the Blake Trainins, um, those types of guys, uh, Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly's been around since before dinosaurs, I think. Um, <laughs> when you look at his... His, gla at his, for his glasses look like it. Exactly. He's been around forever. So if, if Gabe Kapler had that experience in the bullpen, I think the Giants sweep the Dodgers in three games, and it's over and done. The, the statistics actually back you up on this one. Oh. Well, I, I got something right. Look at that. <laughs> and 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 uh, I, I completely agree with you. Um, I, I didn't choose, like, the bullpen overall. I chose one player. And this is something that we had we had talked about this uh, as the trade deadline came, which is, do we need an experienced closer to pitch the ninth inning? At that point, we're like, ah, oh, you know, we got Mac Cheese, we got Rogers. They're kind of stitching it together. They're taping it together, and it's doing okay. 
And then Duvall came out in, in, in the last month of the season, and he was, like, on fire, throwing 102. I would have loved for Duvall to be the eighth inning guy because yeah. there's less pressure. Like, who was he compared to? He was compared to um, – uh, was it what was the guy's name? The the, uh, the Angels pitcher in two thousand. Oh, uh, Frankie Rodriguez. Francisco Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah. And the reason why Rodriguez was so electric, he didn't have to throw the ninth inning. They right. they, they had they uh, had a Troy uh, Percival throw the ninth. Yeah. Inning. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody no. forgets that. Everybody whenever they talk about uh, Frankie Rodriguez, everybody goes, "Oh yeah, he came in and was the closer." I think I even heard that on the broadcast. It's, no, he was the eighth inning guy. He was yeah. the setup guy who threw like 185 miles an hour and was just, you know, shutting people down. And so, uh, if they had actually found that guy to throw the ninth inning, now you know the Dodgers, Kenley Jansen has been there forever. Yeah. And he re- sort of reinvented himself this year. Uh did a great job because they didn't they weren't comfortable even throwing him last year. He figured it out, but the Giants didn't have that guy who you could just go, "Okay, here's the ball. We're going to go sit down and read the newspaper because we know this game is over." <laughs> yeah. You know, and that so we thought Duval might be that guy, but you and I even talked about this like he's a young dude and we we you know, you believed in him. You believed yeah. him as a guy, and I supported that because, you know, he was he he he's as cool as the other side of the pillow, as the the great Stuart Scott used <laughs> yes. to say, right? Like his heart rate just is five de- decibels uh, per minute less than everybody else. That's just how he 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 does it. But I do wish that he could have been the eighth inning guy, and you know, we had a even a Blake training to throw the ninth inning, like he would have been completely fine on this Giants team. So, oh yeah. So that that's one. Now my second one is there's a stat that the Giants had um, the most home runs in the history of Major League Baseball by a team without a 30 home run player. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like this is that's a crazy, crazy. stat. That's crazy. So they also had 17 players who had five or more home runs, also a record for Major League Baseball. We needed the guy who could hit 30 home runs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but did we? Yeah, I guess we did. And, and here's why. Yeah. For well, how, Eric- many, how, how many did Bell hit? Uh, he was close. He had like twenty six or something. So, so he, he would have he yeah. would have been the thirty home run guy. Had had he, that guy. And yeah. maybe that's all we were missing was yeah. was, uh, was belt right. Yeah. But we saw Baby Yaz. We saw Longoria. We even saw Brandon Crawford up in important parts of the game where we were not a hundred percent comfortable that they were going to get that big hit. If you had belt and you know this fan base they're not 100 percent sure that belt's gonna get the hit either <laughs> but it, it would have yeah. been great so that yaz or longoria or these other guys wouldn't have been in those spots because every nine batters you got like buster and crawford and like one other guy who the dodgers really had to worry about it's one thing to go you know what darren ref had a good series because he did right but you know, he's they, they pitch him, they, they haven't bat against lefties, and you know, they he's in and out. I want the stalwart who's there, who's in the lineup every day, who's hitting fourth, and we're just like, I, I'm so confident in that guy. So, I, so I think that's yeah. w- also what they're missing now. They have the opportunity to find that guy in the offseason, and we'll talk about that as the offseason comes. But whether it's a Marcus Simeon or, or somebody like that who hits 46 bombs playing middle infield. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, you guys like that. Um, the the I, I think that is like one of the missing pieces, and they should be able if, if Buster comes back and they bring in a guy like that, then you don't have that hole. And and someone like Yaz or someone like Longoria, who were so they're struggling so much near the end of the season, then you're like, look, pressure's off. We got this guy, and. If you strike out, you know, then the whole fan base isn't going to just be up in arms because they know <laughs> right. Marcus Simeon's coming up yeah. three at-bats, so we're good. Like, don't worry well, about it. 
but Chris Bryant can be that guy. Sure. Uh, you know, but they've made it known, you know, the Giants brass has made it known that he's going to have many suitors out there. Sure. Yeah, I mean, th- this is a pretty good free agent crop. I'm just going to throw some names out there. I know we're going to talk about it yeah, some other yeah. time, but but there's guys with mutual options, player options. So we don't know if they're going to be there, but you got Chris Bryant. I'm talking outfielders because obviously we need another outfielder. We need a guy who can play left, who, who can play right. Um, you got Chris Bryant. You got Nick Castellanos, who's my personal favorite. I, I kind of want the Giants to target him in the offseason. Uh, but he has a player option, so he could pick that up and he stays with the Reds. Uh, Michael Conforto, who can be a 30-home run guy. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, um, he's going to be a free agent, but he has a mutual option with the club. Uh, I think he's in Boston now. Uh, and here's a kind of a dark horse, older guy, 35 years old, Charlie Blackman. He's going to be out there, um, you know, tough, hard-nosed player, a couple of down years. That's the type of guy that the Giants target. Um, he also has a player option, so he could pick that up and stay in Colorado. Why would you at this point in your career mm-hmm. when you could go somewhere else? Two-year deal, Houston, San Francisco, uh, Yankees even. I mean, Tampa Bay and, and uh, well, Tampa Bay doesn't sign anybody, really. They just trade to get people. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that that that's kind of what I'm looking at there. Um, th- those could be your 30 home run guys. Um, but yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, having that 30 home run guy um, where you know coming up in a spot that you've got, you know, you've got Belt, you've got Crawford, you've got Posey, and you've got a 30 home run guy. Yeah. Um, that That's good and potent. I still think, really, I think the Giants need – and I know it, it doesn't exist anymore, but your prototypical leadoff hitter, your guy who can switch hit, hit 290, maybe hit two home runs in the season, but steal 30 or 40 bags, um, but can get on base, has a great eye like Listella. I mean, can Listella be that guy? Um, left-handed hitter, he could be. Uh, but he just wasn't healthy this year and they signed him to a three-year deal. Right. So, I mean, we're going to get to see next year if he can be that guy. And I think that's what the giants were lacking a little bit too, is that your prototypical, um, leadoff hitter, which again, I don't think exists anymore, but I want it to come back obviously. <laughs> so Castellanos, mm-hmm. he's got an opt-out clause where he could be a free agency this winter. Yeah. Four-year, $64 million contract with the Reds that he signed before the start of 2020. So he's got an opt-out clause after each of his first two seasons. If he doesn't opt out, he's guaranteed 34 over the next two. He's got to opt out, right? I think so. What did he hit last year? 309, 34 jacks, 362 OBP, OPS of 939, OPS plus 136. Like this dude. Yeah, that's worth more than 17 a year. Yes. (laughs) This dude's probably worth, you know, closer to 22, 23. Probably. So you got to imagine that he, but you know, the, and, and the one thing, if you're a Giants, you know, if you're looking at this from a Giants perspective, and I have zero idea if if he's on the radar, I would imagine he's on everybody's radar. I would think so. But um, he's played infield and outfield before. Right. That's he's he's that's your third. Giants type of player. That's also yeah. your Dodgers type of player too and they're going to need to fill some holes. So that's going to be a tough one. And 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 if you bring back a Bryant, you probably don't also go after a Castellanos. So no. the, the, it's going to be so interesting how they do this jigsaw puzzle of a team cuz you know Zadie's just like as obviously Zadie wanted to win the World Series 100% when he yeah. saw that this team was good. That was his focus but this dude has got to be so excited to put this team together the way that he wants to in the off season. Oh, for sure. And and to look at this team and say, okay, we could probably get belt on a pretty friendly deal. Um, he loves San Francisco. His family's there. He's going to want to stay there. Um, and then to add a piece like a Chris Bryant or a Nick Castellanos, uh, and then go after some starting pitching, you know, can you re-sign Gossman? 
Um, I know a lot of fans are a little soured on him from the second half of the season, uh, but Webb as a one, Gossman as a two, that's pretty good. I yeah. mean, if you're if you're going a full season and Gossman was really working in that slider, um, if he wasn't just going uh, fastball uh, splitter as much, so he's going fastball splitter slider. He starts working that slider in more. He's a three pitch pitcher. Um, so you got him, you got Webb, and then and then do you I mean you've got like guys like Stroman who's gonna be out there. And here's another project too. The Giants love projects. <laughs> if the Mets say we're done because they have a whole new brass and everything, Thor, Noah Syndergaard's gonna be oh, out wow. there. I mean, there's there's another project type of guy. I don't think anybody's going to be giving him a seven year deal. Somebody's going to give him a one year deal, a one year prove it deal, and the Giants are all about that. So, looking at Thor, um, Kershaw as a five. I mean, who knows? I mean, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of players. These are just you know touching base on who who might be out there. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. He's like you said, he's he's got a lot of money to play with. And 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 then we also have the minor league pieces coming up too. But mm-hmm. how much of that do you want to mix in with? Uh, well, now? he already he already said Joey Bart. He would rather Joey Bart start in AAA. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure Joey Bart's like, <laughs> I don't, I don't want that. But well, and, and what, and what he's what he's using is the idea that they lost the, the minor league season from last year. Yeah, and and you're not going to have Posey and Bart on the same roster at the same time when you know unless there's DH. Unless there's this is true. If there's a DH and Buster Posey can be your DH and can, I mean Buster Posey at DH, he could play 162 games. I mean there's there's no doubt about that at that point because he can catch, you know, 80 of them and then uh, DH the rest. 82. Yeah. That's math right there. 80 <laughs> and 82 is 162. <laughs> so he could do that and Joe and Bart can catch 82. Um, but you know, like as like it has been said, um, Bart is not necessarily defensively catcher, major league ready. So he, he needs that, a I think, more time. yeah, I think that's kind of what Zadie was alluding to. Yeah, yeah, which is a bummer because I mean he's a high draft pick. He's a catcher. He's that really wanted position. That's a tough one. You and I play out of the park baseball. If you draft a catcher high. And he's a good catcher. You want to get that guy up there within a couple of years because that's a very wanted position. All right, let's talk about a couple of, of these crazy stats that Grant threw out over the weekend about just how good this Giants team was. So the first one he threw out was adjusted ERA plus, which was 127. Now, off the top of my head, I don't exactly know what goes into adjusted ERA plus. Yeah. But... Here is the glossary term <laughs> from MLB.com. I always, I always read these and I don't quite. <laughs> even after I read them, I'm like, I, I still don't get it. <laughs> All right. So the definition of adjusted earned run average plus is ERA plus takes a player's ERA and normalizes it across the entire league. It accounts for external factors like ballparks and opponents. So, if you play at a bandbox, then it accounts to it. If you play in a place where nobody hits, nobody scores, it adjusts for that as well, as well as opponents. So, you know, if you pull, if you had a harder schedule than some other teams, it adjusts for that. It then adjusts. So a score of 100 is the league average and 150 is 50% better than the league average. For example, Mariano Rivera's 2.21 career ERA was 105% better than the MLB average during the time he pitched, including adjustments for park and, and league. That gives him a 205 career ERA plus, the best wow. of all time. That's insane. All right, so what Grant said is the, the Giants adjusted ERA plus as a pitching staff was 127, the best in San Francisco Giants history. Better than the Lincecum Kane years. Better than the Juan Marichal Gaylord Perry years. So so, uh, historically, they're uh, not quite Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz, but um, 
they still compete with teams from the 60s uh, and uh, 2011 when home runs, uh, the Giants teams from the 60s and 2011 when home runs were far less prevalent. This team was historically excellent at preventing runs relative to the other teams. The problem with that is the Dodgers were <laughs> even better at adjusted yeah. ERA plus this year. <laughs> so, and I think we saw that in the NLDS. Yes. Uh, I think we saw that they were uh, they were pretty dialed in pitching wise. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a that, and you know it was funny too because watching the the season, you know, and watching it play out, I wouldn't have said the Giants were a one twenty seven. Um, yeah, I I would. Not necessarily that, but I wouldn't have said that they were better than the Lincecum Kane years, uh, 10, 12, 14. Um, 2011 falls in there, right? As one of the yes. San Francisco's yes. best. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yes. So, another stat, which is quite interesting the home run differential. So, how many home runs the Giants hit versus how many they give, gave up? What is the, the differential between those, those two numbers? Um, the, this, this year, the giants had a home run differential of 90. So they hit 90 more home runs than they gave up. That is tied for 10th all time major league baseball history. The top is the 27 Yankees who had 116 home run differential. The Minnesota twins of 2019. Holy crap. (laughs) Then, I, would, I would never have guessed that. No, then the Blue Jays of 2010, the, the 61 Yankees are fourth. The 05 Rangers were fifth. Uh, 47 New York Giants were sixth. The 98 Braves and the 36 Yankees were tied for seventh. The Dodgers of two years ago were ninth and then tied at 10th the giants the 18 yankees and then the 2001 giants as well so yeah the, the all, all the teams who uh, hit bombs were on that list now uh we talked about some of these other ones uh home runs as a team 241 29th in major league baseball history and that is without a single player who hit 30 that's crazy <laughs> jeez and then lastly the one that probably hurts the most, 107 wins is tied for 13th in Major League Baseball history. Now, as Grant writes, there were seasons in which there were 154 games rather than 162, which is today, uh, and which has been the case for many, many years. The top team. In the history of Major League Baseball, Brad, you know this one, the the Mariners, 116 wins in 2001. The 98 Yankees had 114. The 69 Orioles, the Brooks Robinson Orioles had 109 wins, and they had, didn't they have like the the four aces uh, as well? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was a sick team. 2018 Red Sox had 108, the 86 Mets 108, the 75 Reds, the Big Red Machine 108, the 70 Orioles. So you're talking about the Baltimore Orioles, back-to-back seasons, 69 and 70, 109 and 108 wins. And then your 2021 San Francisco Giants had the same amount of wins as the 2019 Astros, cheating Astros, you should say. <laughs> so we did it legitimately. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yes. I like those uh, the the home run differential. Do you notice on that list the top ten? I mean, there's really uh, more than ten teams on there because there's a tie for seventh and three way tie for tenth. There's only one team from the quote unquote steroid era. And yes. that's because they were giving up yes. so many damn home runs. Yes. <laughs> yes, they were giving up so many bombs. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, this was a, a different season. I think the Giants definitely played above their weight, and they did so because, you know, they, they had a lot of players that complemented each other. And, you know, when you have the, I guess you would say the, combination of you know the the everybody essentially could hit a home run and the lineups that they put together where guys stayed fresh guys were 
generally in favorable situations, hitting wise, like all that stuff really makes a whole lot of sense. And I just wonder if in a short series, it doesn't mean as much as it does over the long series. So I think that's what we're going to see as next year comes along. You know, what did they learn? What did Zadie, what did Kapler, what did the, the, the brass learn about the season when it came to being able to win 107 games and then losing to the team who won 106? Like, there's going to be some interesting things that come out of their free agency, I think. What they understand that they need um, versus what we just talked about could be the same, could be completely different. They're just like, oh, no, we need, like, uh, a defensive-minded, like, late innings third baseman or, you know, something something yeah. crazy because they're looking at analytics and we're just kind of looking at larger big-picture numbers. So, or, or two more Tyler Rogers. Who can throw, uh, yeah? Who can get throw his, every single game? Get his brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, that type of. I mean, that type of pitcher is gold. I mean, if, yeah. I, so I'm sure the Giants are probably looking at relievers who have thrown a lot of innings. Because again, I still think that a um, little bit of the um, uh, of the um, oh, what do I want to say? I lost my train of thought. The uh, inexperience. A little bit of the inexperience. The so the Giants are looking for some more experienced relievers. I think that they can use throughout the season. Then when you get to the postseason, uh, they've been in the postseason. They've seen it before. They've felt it before. And and really, I mean, the Giants got that um, very valuable experience this year, which I think is yeah. great. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's going to be a very fun offseason, I think. You know what's going to happen, though? I think everybody's waiting for the Giants to – get whatever the guy is and for 150 175 million dollars <laughs> and they may just get like a bunch of guys at like you know 30 million dollar contracts and do this like this culmination of like good players so we'll see yeah uh, i think the fan base will get a little mad about <laughs> yeah. that but yeah and i get that but you know because a lot of people still probably th- think like this was lightning in a bottle but uh, i don't know i mean th- this is a team that is built for success. When one guy gets hurt, another That's two bad. guys can step in and kind of take his uh, platoon at bats for him. So we've seen that with Belt. Um, it was successful during the season. Uh, during the postseason, it was tough. I mean, there were big spots. There were big spots to expect late night Lamont to just pop in there and all of a sudden be the same guy he was during the regular season. I mean, it's a little bit different during the postseason. It's colder. It's later at night. Uh, things are a little more heated. There's way more on the line. So, again, getting this valuable experience right now um, to not, you know, sit there and take a called third strike on a pitch that just hangs out over the outside part of the plate (laughs) when you're expecting another inside fastball. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Well, look at us. We did almost 60 minutes. We didn't, we were kind of worried about, you know, what are we going to talk about? But as always, uh, we're just a couple of blowhards. We just like to talk. So, <laughs> I mean, you get us on baseball and you get us on beer and bourbon. We'll just go for a while. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's it from here. We'll be back next week and we'll have an update on what's going on with the World Series. Do you plan to watch every game? Like, what's your schedule with this thing? You know, I'm definitely going to watch Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, although I don't know, Wednesday is our 20 year anniversary, so I probably won't watch. 20. Probably won't watch it. Uh, probably won't watch Wednesday's game. Um, although, I hate to say it, everybody in the house is sick right now, so oh. I, I'm the only one who's not. Wow, on fake wood. <laughs> um, everybody, and we've had our, they've had their COVID test. They're not COVID positive. Uh, it's just a regular old cold going through yeah. the house. Um, and then we plan to be at a you know fancy hotel for our anniversary for Thursday and Friday, but I don't know if that's going to work. Uh, so there's a chance I do watch all the games. I, I, I don't really know at this point. Um, but it, yeah. it should be fun. They should be fun games, especially the games in Houston. So Houston has the home field, right? Because they had the better record. So it's yes. going to be in Houston uh, one and two. And that's always a fun field. You know, the little short porch in left field is fun to watch, so. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this podcast and and you are not subscribed, please subscribe to us in whatever podcast app that you listen to. And if you 
are an Apple Podcast listener, shoot us a, a five-star review there. Uh, on our social media, you can find us at Thompson, the number two, and then Clark. Uh, also on uh, Fight Game Media for our YouTube show. We no longer have our own YouTube channel. We just started throwing our shows on, on the Fight Game Media YouTube channel because there's more subscribers, and hopefully more people will be able to find us. So subscribe to us there. And, uh, and yeah, so we'll be back next week. For Brad, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.